what would be possible in your life if you got even more restorative sleep? And what would the bonus effects of that be? And maybe even the bonus effects of the bonus effects. This is something that is definitely worth reflecting on. Sleep is such an important cornerstone of health and high performance, and still so many are suffering from poor sleep or not enough sleep. And taking care of your sleep is the nicest gift you can give yourself, and it will truly have a ripple effect in your life. Giving yourself time and space to relax and unwind in the evening can have such a big impact on the sleep you get, and of course, what and how much you can achieve during the day. This episode is all about that, sharing some of my favorite and somewhat unusual hacks for how to unwind and prepare your mind and body for sleep. Find the show notes and other resources at sophiafonselsing.com slash podcast. You're listening to Unleash the Badass Within by me, Sophia von Selsing, international coach and well-being specialist. I support high-achieving women leaders to reduce stress and build greater capacity to increase their presence and advance their careers. Hi ladies, you know exactly the feeling you have after a good night's sleep. It's like the world looks brighter, the challenges are smaller and you just feel more awesome. And that's because sleep is so crucial to maintaining our resilience, our decision-making skills and overall well-being. And still, it is such a struggle for so many. And I don't think I need to go into so much detail about what happens in your brain and your body when you don't get enough sleep. Because I think most people are very well aware of the effects on physical mental health and your cognitive function, your performance and like general well-being. And in the last episode, I told you about my burnout story. And if you listen to that, you know that it all started with having severe sleeping problems. And winding down before you go to bed is incredibly important and often overlooked And I definitely did not wind down back in the days, rather the opposite, simply because I wasn't aware of how important it was. And I also didn't know the impact of the habits I had at the moment. And luckily, I have learned a lot since then. And something that is good to remember is that sleep is actually not something you do or perform. It is something that happens when the circumstances are right. And there's a lot you can do to give yourself a better chance of a restful night. So in this episode, we'll focus on the things you can do to improve it and zooming in on evening routines to unwind from a hectic day that I know you have most of the time. I will divide this episode into two parts the evening and bedtime rituals, and sleep hygiene. Starting with the evening and bedtime rituals. Because having a consistent bedtime ritual is just as important for grown-ups as it is for kids. Because this will signal to your body and your mind that it's time to get ready for sleep. And I know, being a busy bee, your days are packed. So in order to get the stress levels down before you jump into bed, you need to create some kind of transition for yourself. 
Otherwise, you try to go to sleep, but your mind is still running wild and your heart rate is elevated. And there is such a thing called sleep stress. That's basically the stress that you've been experiencing during the day that kind of stays with you at night, giving you an elevated heart rate. So the idea of the bedtime routine is to get your pulse down, get your stress levels down and start producing melatonin so you get sleepy, you know, in a natural way. And being a yoga and mindfulness teacher, as well as a coach, I love to incorporate that myself into my evening routine. And I also teach my busy clients to do the same. And there's a good reason for that, because meditation and yoga are extremely effective in activating the calming parasympathetic nervous system, which is exactly what you want here. And here are a few tips and tricks that you can try in the evening. So starting an hour maybe before bedtime, turn down the lights in your home, you know, light some candles or at least dim the lights so you can signal to your body that it's nighttime. You know, this will start the production of the melatonin and this is something that's really important. And avoid screens the last, you know, hour or two before bedtime because the blue light will do the opposite to what I just mentioned. And if you absolutely need to use them, turn down the brightness to a minimum. This is something I do every night at around like maybe seven, eight. And there are both settings and apps that you can do this, you know, in an automatic way. So you don't even need to think about it, like adjusting the brightness according to the clock. And then we have yoga. Because doing some soft yoga or stretching, it's such a lovely way of disconnecting from your day and also preparing your body and your mind for sleep. And there are many yoga positions that are just amazing, but I picked three positions that are really beneficial both for relaxation and for promoting sleep. And they are child's pose, and then legs up the wall pose, and reclining bound angle pose. And then also yoga nidra which is not really a position it's more a, a a kind of meditation and i'll drop links in the show notes how to do these positions if you're not familiar with them personally i really love doing a few yoga positions in the evening and doing some stretches and recently i started doing this legs up the wall pose and it's just so nice so it's like you crawl as close as you can to a wall, lift your legs up and get them so they rest on the wall. So you like kind of look like an L. And this is so good for blood circulation and it's very calming and relaxing. So you can just use this as a moment for yourself, maybe to think about your day and focus on your breathing. And I just can highly recommend trying this one. And then, of course, there are many mindfulness practices that you can do also to just slow down, calm down. And meditation is one of them. So just close your eyes and watch your breath, you know, for a few minutes. Because paying attention to what's going on in your mind and your body can really do wonders. And then, of course, you can always read a book, like preferably fiction and nothing work related, because then you will get into business mode or get your brain too activated. And another thing you can try to calm down and unwind is to go for an evening walk. This is something I mentioned in a previous episode where one of my clients replaced her evening exercise or evening runs for evening walks. And it makes such a big difference. 
It really is sleep promoting and it's great because you get your circulation going and it calms you down at the same time. And another thing you can try is taking a warm bath or a shower. And this is so effective because when we do that, our body temperature goes up, but then it actually drops and this will support you to fall asleep easier because the body actually needs to cool down in order to fall asleep. And that's why it can be so tricky to sleep during hot summer nights. And speaking of temperature, this is a segue to the next part, which is the sleep hygiene. And these are the classical things that you've heard before from doctors or psychologists. And they're all about keeping your bedroom, you know, dark, cool and quiet. And ideally, the temperature of your bedroom should be around 18 degrees or 65 degrees Fahrenheit. And this can seem a bit cool for many, but, you know, having another blanket or another or thicker duvet can really, you know, support so you can handle that kind of temperature. Personally, I always sleep with a window open. And for me, I really got used to having a cool bedroom and it makes such a big difference. And this is you know, how it affects our sleep quality. It is for the same reasons, as I mentioned earlier with a bath, that you want to support your body temperature to drop. This will help you to fall asleep faster and sleep deeper. And then there's the classical of only use your bed for sleep and sex to teach your body and mind to associate the bed with that and nothing else never laying awake in your bed for too long because then you will start associating your bed with being awake instead and that's not something we want to do. And as I track my sleep with both a Garmin watch and an Aura ring, I can see concrete differences between when I do these unwinding activities and when I don't and just go straight to bed. And I love health hacking, sleep hacking, biohacking and I've really been experimenting so much with different ways of improving sleep. And if you want to learn more about sleep, you can go back to some of my earlier episodes. For example, number four is all about how a stable blood sugar can improve your sleep and your performance. And episode number nine is all about habits during the day that can improve sleep and how changing some of those drastically improve the sleep for one of my VIP clients. You can find links to these two episodes in the show notes. So now think about what are you taking away from this episode? And is there something that you would like to try and experiment for yourself? And I would really love to hear, you know, your takeaways and maybe changes that you noticed after starting implementing some of these strategies. Because, you know, sleep, it's not a luxury. It's a fundamental aspect of maintaining your badassery and your resilience and to be a great leader. So prioritize it and unleash the truly well-rested and vibrant leader within you. Until next time, take care of yourself and go be a badass. Thanks for listening today. If you're getting value from this podcast, please subscribe, leave a review and share it with other women leaders. Remember that you are awesome.